2: And, well, um, this whole Ukraine-Russia thing might be going somewhere. Hang on, I- I'm going to get to that. We have hilarious pants wedding audio from Dome tonight. And no, I'm not even talking about her laugh. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that to you yet, but we have hilarious Kamala Harris audio. An hour and a half from now, we have my friend Boris Rifkin on again. Pause for a second. Let me explain. Last Tuesday, same time, Boris Rifkin called into the show. He's a friend of mine. He's one of these guys who's forgotten more about communism and the Soviet Union and how it started and how it went. He's forgotten more than I'll ever know. And, you know, I'll geek out on this stuff. I decided, let's get some history in here. Let's get some history of communism in there. Let's help, uh, th- it helps us understand today. So he comes on last week. It was this huge hit and kills it. It was like the beginning of Lenin and how that revolution began. I decided, I reached out to him after the show. He was so good. We're going to do a continuing series every Tuesday at the same time, an hour and a half into the show, every single Tuesday. He's going to come on. And basically pick up where he left off the week before when it comes to the Soviet Union and the rise of communism. So that's an hour and a half from now. And I'll be honest, I'm probably more excited about that than you are. I'm just going to go nuts and just geek out with Boris. So there's that. We have more of Canada's stuff. Troops amassing on the border. We have a huge lawsuit with the Sandy Hook people. I have tons of emails to get to. It is a huge show tonight. But I want to start with something a little different. It's nothing you've heard about all day today. I know you've probably been listening all day. This is not something anyone else has probably done. And I'm not saying it's superior by any stretch of the imagination. I I don't do that. But I had this thought. You remember we did that show last week. Not a show I'll do again, although I'll sprinkle those things in. But we did that very, very heavy, heavy show on the ninth of last week where people were Calling in and writing in with horrible things that had happened to them because of COVID restrictions. And honestly, I, my own mother couldn't listen to it. Just bits and pieces of it. I talked to her today. Most people were the same way. Hey, I had to stop and start it. I was crying. I was mad. It is a very, very heavy listen. Much different than our normal stuff on the show. I mean, this is, this is what you normally get here. Not that night. That night, it was people telling their stories. And it was so heavy. And it was, t- it was tough to listen to. But what, what floored me was the next day how people were pouring out their hearts saying, thank you. It, was the, uh, it helped me mourn. I lost my mom. Other people have gone through this. It was a real mourning together moment. And so I was thinking about that today. And then I woke up and I saw this headline. You probably haven't seen the headline. Almost undoubtedly, you haven't seen another person talk about it, heard another person talk about it. But the headline is this. New York City fires 1,430 municipal workers over the vaccine mandate. And honestly, first line in the article is, the figure represents less than 1% of the city's 370,000-person workforce. And that's actually what got me. It wasn't just the headline. I was thinking about all those people who told their stories last week of loss and pain. And how unheard they felt. That was really the biggest thing. You could tell, and I, I'll be honest, I did not know that was coming. You could tell they felt like no one cared. They felt like nobody had heard them. I watched my mom die. My brother committed suicide, I, and no one cared. No, they felt like nobody heard them. And I look at this headline, 1,430 oh, 1, municipal workers fired, vaccine mandate. And I know this is going to be cheesy. It might sound a little sappy. But it feels like, especially the last two years, we have completely, as a society, not, not you personally, I'm not pointing fingers. But it feels like, as a society, we have completely forgotten about normal people. They're completely disregarded. They're dismissed. They're scoffed at. And I don't know whether this is a worldwide thing, whether this is an American thing. I hope it's not. But it feels like we have simply turned our backs on normal people across the United States of America. That headline, you haven't heard that headline once all day. That's 1,430 people who decided they wanted to make a different medical decision, maybe than the one you made, maybe the same medical decision you made, but it's a medical decision. Remember, remember, we know vaccinated people get and spread coronavirus, but that's not what I'm talking about here. We know that. But 1,430 people yesterday, they went home last night. And remember, these are municipal workers. All right? These are not the guys on Wall Street. These are not people raking in boatloads of money. I'm sure some of them do fine. This is normal working people. One thousand four hundred and thirty people yesterday had to walk in the door of their home that night. Honey, we're officially unemployed. Honey, I know. Look, I know little Aiden. I know he wants to. I know he wants to run track this year. Honey, I, I was running the numbers until I get another job. I, I just don't know how we can afford the track shoes and things he need. I, I don't think he'll be able to do it. Honey, I know, I know we were supposed to go visit your mother, and I know her, her, her heart's failing her, and you're worried about how much longer she's going to be around. I, honey, I've done the math. We can't afford that plane ticket. I'm sorry. You're just going to have to call your mom. I feel like the last two years has been the two years where normal people have just been completely forgotten. And it drives me up the wall. Forgotten and dismissed like they're nothing. That's the thing. It's, it's not like these things happened. And I'm, I'm going to try not to get upset here, but I feel like I'm about to get upset here. I want you to understand, and I know you do, this destruction didn't happen. Oh, it happened. Like like it's a tornado or something they're describing that tore through Kansas. Oh, these things happen. No, tornadoes happen. Hurricanes happen. People did these things. These things were done. These things were done by people. People who have names. People we must name. People we must hold accountable. I'm not going to go over. I'm not going to bring up her name again because it was so heartbreaking. But 25-year-old, beautiful young lady. Again, another New York City story. 25-year-old, beautiful young lady gets tracked down by a monster. 25-year-old. Or no, he was 25. She was uh, a little bit older. She was 35. He was 25. Gets tracked down, followed back to her apartment. He follows her into her apartment. The word we're getting now, I understand there are kids listening. I want to make sure I'm sensitive to that. The word we're getting now is got his hands on one of her kitchen knives and she ended up sitting there dying, yelling, somebody help me as some monster in the dark killed her with one of her kitchen knives. Can you even imagine? That's something out of a horror movie. Can you even imagine ending your life that way? Can you imagine? Can you imagine for a moment her father? Her mother, not only getting the worst phone call a parent could ever get. Anyone who's got kids knows uh, you dread that phone call. I mean, it would be—I've told you before—you won't ever see me again if I ever get that phone call because I would—I will just fall over and die. I would not be able to go on if that was one of my little buddies. I would not—I would not be able to keep going. Not only finding out that your baby girl's never coming home for Christmas again, finding out the way she died finding out how she left this earth and realizing someone is responsible for that and not only the scumbag with the knife. We're doing this across, this is not a New York problem, across the United States of America, we're turning violent criminals loose who are murdering people. Across the United States of America, people are losing their livelihoods Across the United States of America, children are being abused with these mask rules in school. Across the United States of America, families are sitting down because of inflation. And their standard of living is going down. And I want to make sure I stress this again. These things are not happening. These things are being done by people with names. There must be a reckoning for what has been done to normal people. Oh, I know the celebrities, no mask. It's the Super Bowl, baby. I got my yacht and some pretty girls. Normal people have been brutalized for two years. We must name them, and there must be a reckoning. There must be. All right, we're going to get to. A little bit of this Ukraine stuff, something very odd with gun manufacturers, something not good. There's a lot more tonight on the Jesse Kelly Show. Now, it's been a rough two years for kids, as we just talked about. If your child has maybe struggled a bit the past two years, may I make a suggestion? Get him an Annie's Genius Box subscription. It's, look, it's just once a month, it's not homework. Oh, granted, it's not going to feel like homework. They're learning geology and chemistry. They're building robots and hovercrafts and sweet stuff like that. But it's like Christmas morning. When that thing shows up on my doorstep, my youngest is obsessed with it. It's like Christmas morning for him. He gets three hands-on activities, a top-secret mission envelope, and I get to watch his mind work. I get to watch him fail. I get to watch him learn how to follow instructions, assemble things. Go to annieskitclubs.com slash radio, and you actually save 75% on your first box, all right? annieskitclubs.com slash radio. He doesn't care if you believe him,
3: but he's right. Jesse Kelly. squeeze is-
2: Kelly oh, show. I'm so excited to talk to Boris no Rifkin. Best. That's like an hour and 15 minutes from now. It's time to geek out on history and communism and the Soviet Union and what we're seeing. And I'm, I'm excited about all of it. But look, hey, that was a lot of heavy stuff. 1430 more workers fired in New York. Let's let, you know what you know what we need. Here's what we need right now. We just need to take a moment. You need to take a moment and I need to take a moment and we need to get a little bit smarter, okay? So whenever I want to get smarter, I go to Kamala Harris. All right. Because if there's one thing you can say about Dome as she, I mean, she's got a good head on her shoulders, right? She's got a good head. So without further ado, um, Kamala Harris, she got up today. This is a little bit long. It's like a minute and 30 seconds, but I want you to really stay with it because you're about to feel like a genius Kamala Harris got up and she was explaining <laughs> She was
4: explaining high-speed internet. So I will begin with what I believe is a simple truth. In the 21st century, high-speed internet is a necessity, not a luxury, a necessity. Our world has moved online, and that is why from day one, the president and I have fought to make it easier for everyone to access and afford high-speed Internet. Today, we are celebrating a major milestone in that fight. You see, during the pandemic, millions of people, families in particular, depended on high-speed Internet. Young people use the Internet to access digital textbooks, attend virtual classes, and collaborate on science projects, all at their kitchen table. The Internet allowed folks to take care of their children and get their essential needs accomplished. Business owners, like the one I met from Missouri last year, rely on the internet to coordinate with suppliers overseas.
2: It's gonna get better. Just hang with me for a second. It's gonna get better. <laughs> hang on.
4: please. Many workers use the internet to do their jobs virtually. People everywhere use high-speed internet to stream movies for family movie night. Jaleesa talked about that. To video chat with friends that are far away to view a tutorial on how to fix that leaky faucet, to read the news, check the weather, or plan a trip. Mm. For so many of us, we use the Internet as an essential and integrated part of our daily lives. (laughs) It's
2: like, it's like, I brought this up before. I'm going to get back to the news of the day, but I've brought this up before. It is genuinely... I find her to be a fascinating person, and this is what I mean by that we've always we've all known somebody in our walk of life, whatever you do for a living, whatever you do you might be in a law office, maybe you drive a forklift maybe you're a teacher whatever you do we've all worked for someone or with someone who is Endlessly ambitious. And I mean, not in a good way. Not in a, I'm going to succeed and I'm going to make it in life kind of thing. I mean, the kind of person who would knife their own mother in the ribs if it meant getting ahead. We've all known somebody like that. And that's obviously Dome because of the things she did to get her career started. So we know that about her. And yet, she doesn't combine it with any hard work at all. This is what I mean. She's had all these staffers quitting on her recently. I've lost count. I think it's at double digits now. And they'll, they'll leak things to the media and say things like, hey, we do all this prep work for her so she sounds smart on an issue. And then she won't do any of the prep work. She won't read any of it. And then gets up and sounds like an idiot and then comes back in and yells at us for having sounded like an idiot. What I can't make, this is the connection I can't make. I can't figure out why this endlessly ambitious person won't even take the time to read. No matter what she's doing, she sounds dumb. She sounds unprepared. That's why we have the Kamala laugh thing. I play all the time. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do the whole thing for you. But the reason we put it on there is remember, this is something this woman does regularly when she's asked a hard question. And if you watch her, and I'm sure you have, if you watch her, you can clearly tell she's just nervous and uncomfortable. That's why. <laughs> I come in. I come in the house tonight. The wife says, "Jesse, did 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 you did you drink all the bud heavies?" <laughs> oh man, it's so funny. It's, that's what it comes off like. How has the ambition that cannot be put down? How has that never met someone actually working like someone working for what they want? I can't figure it out. I can't figure out exactly what's wrong with her, but we're going to move on. Cause I have something else. You know, you can email the show, anything you want. Jesse at Jesse and the love, the hate, the death threats. They're, they're all very welcome. It's all fine. Doesn't matter to me. All your emails go right to Chris. He prints them all out for me. I read them all. I got this one and it, Something dawned on me. This says, so now the right supports blocking roads because 5% of truckers in a foreign country don't want to get vaccinated? Obviously, what's the right doing? Why would the right support a protest? Why Why would the right support those brave truckers and stand against this tyrant?
1: After speaking with opposition leaders, the federal government has invoked the Emergencies Act to supplement provincial and territorial capacity to address the blockades and occupations.
2: Okay. Why? Well, I actually have a lot more on that, but I want to get to this part of it first. Why do you see so many people on the right looking at a country that's not even theirs and cheering blocking of roads when they were really mad about the Black Lives Matter Antifa animals blocking roads? Well, there's a couple gigantic distinctions for one. Uh, Antifa and Black Lives Matter were looting, robbing, and murdering people. No trucker has done any of that at all. No violent crimes of any kind. No vandalization of businesses at all. At all. But there's another part of this I think the communists didn't fully consider when they were firebombing cop cars in New York City. I think the communists missed something. And I'm going to explain it to them in just a
4: second
1: it is the jesse kelly show and you may
2: be asking yourself why why is he not talking about joe biden joe biden got up and gave a speech about russia and ukraine i mean why are we hearing
3: from joe let me digress just for a moment I started the Cancer Moonshot, which I worked very hard on in the administration the administration I served <laughs> in last.
2: And um, I think I think we all know why I'm not talking about Joe Biden. <laughs> he didn't say anything today. He didn't say anything. Honestly, Michael and I looked at the whole thing. Chris is gone this week in case you're wondering he was off proposing to his old lady as he should making an honest woman out of her so Chris is going to come back and engage man so it's just me and Michael this week but Michael and I were looking at this thing he didn't say anything at all it was the standard gobbledygook and should I have led the show with it no that sucked why what are we what are we supposed to talk about again he didn't say anything at all so that's why I'm not bringing that up in case you're wondering back to back to what I was talking about before You're seeing some of this from the communists. Oh, so now the right is in support of blocking roads? Oh, but we were doing it. It was bad. Allow me to clarify for any communist who seems to be confused. One. The trucker convoys, not just taking place in Canada, they're gearing up here in America, they're taking place around the world. They're not looting, they're not killing, they're not burning anything at all. That's one. That's a very, very important distinction. You would see almost no support for those truckers if they were, you know, torching small businesses and looting Foot Locker, but setting that aside. You ever see the movie The 13th Warrior? A lot of people have not seen this movie. A lot of people have not seen it, maybe maybe it's completely foreign to you. Well, let me to explain in case you haven't seen it. very underrated good movie Antonio Banderas. It's about some Vikings, and they have to go and kill a bunch of bad guys, and I'm not going to go over the whole thing. You don't care about the movie, but there's this scene in the movie. Antonio Banderas, he plays an Arab of some kind, and he ends up at a table with all these Vikings, and these Vikings had gotten just blasted the night before. And they're all passed out at this gigantic table in this big Viking beer hall. You can picture the scene. They wake up in the morning. And remember, Antonio Banderas is an Arab. And, and especially for, for the longest time, the Islamic cultures in the Middle East are known to be very, very clean. There are just some cultures around there just bathing and cleaning. Very, very important. And that's part of the story. You don't get a lot of that in the movie, but it's part of the story. So he wakes up, very clean Arab dude. And there's all these Vikings, and they're waking up and they're hung over and they're passed out. And, and they first one grabs a little bowl of water, a big bowl of water. And he blows his nose into the bowl of water. And then he spits into the bowl of water. And then scoops the water out of the bowl, washes his face with it, blows his nose in it again, and hands it to the next Viking. Who does the same thing. And the next one does the same thing. And the next one does the same thing. And Antonio Banderas is sitting there mortified. He looks like he's getting ready to... Well, dude, he probably looks exactly like you look right now after I just told it to you. If you haven't seen it, he looks like he's about to hurl. He's just going to blow chunks all over the place. Now, what does this have to do with what I was just talking about? The communists really missed something. Really, really missed something important that happened during trump's presidency you see donald trump he got elected the communists never thought that was going to happen remember every poll had hillary winning it was just supposed to be okay we had eight years of obama now let's move on hillary clinton's obviously gonna beat this idiot from new york it's a no-brainer but she didn't win donald trump won and so he wasn't supposed to happen and not only wasn't he supposed to happen, Donald Trump is what I've what I've said before. It doesn't matter whether you love him or hate him. Donald Trump is a system disruptor. The system had a good thing going with trade, a good thing going, a good thing going with the borders being open. The system had a good thing going with China. The system, the system had all these good things going, and wham, it, you introduce some chaos character into it. Who threatens to screw up the grift they've all got going? They've all got a great scam going. We don't the last thing we need is a system disruptor. And so you introduce Donald Trump into that mix, and the system, as corrupt systems do, freaked out. Almost like uh almost like your body reacting to a virus. That's how it reacted to Donald Trump. It became, between the media, the Democratic Party, half the Republican Party, actors, athletes, professors, across the board, what it became was an all-hands-on-deck, all hands on deck all bets are off, throw out all the rules we throw-out-all-the-rules-we-have-to-do-whatever-is-necessary-to-get-rid-of-this-cancer, to get rid of this virus. Uh, We can't hold back anything, guys. Unleash the full fury of everything because this threatens everything. And so they did. I mean, look, we haven't even gotten to more of the Hillary stuff tonight, but I mean, the CIA, NSA, FBI, getting involved in the removal of a U.S. president. You realize how staggering that is? And... The street riots. Remember, the St. George Floyd riots were not about St. George Floyd. No one gave a crap about that guy. Those were very organized, very well-funded. You don't just start burning down every American city. Those were organized, well-funded riots by the various communist groups. They're, they're throwing Molotov cocktails into NYPD cop cars uh, over George Floyd dying in Minneapolis. I think not. Those are organized and funded. Again, that was part of the communist plan to create a feeling of unease create this feeling that everything is unsafe and donald trump is president and it's his fault and okay so this was all done on purpose and the communists did all that and i'll be honest credit where it's due it worked it was very effective donald donald trump's first two years as president were completely shackled by what we now know as a bogus russian collusion investigation So that killed his first two years. That Russian collusion investigation is a big reason why he lost the house at the midterms. Didn't pass anything else meaningful. He got impeached twice. It was fake scandal after fake scandal. It was very, very effective. And they used coronavirus to uh, increase the mail-in ballots. And voila, we have a dementia patient now as president who no longer threatens the system. So it works. Credit where it's due, communists. So you can get mad at me all you want. Credit where it's due. It worked. Good for you. But the communist missed something. People. All people. People adjust to the norms, the cultural norms around them. People's, People's feelings on what is acceptable. It's not a static thing. If you put Antonio Banderas back at that table in my fake movie situation five years he spends with the Vikings, you'll see him blowing snot rockets into that bowl and washing his face too. Because people can be taught norms. What the communists really, really, really missed with their effort to purge Donald Trump was the norms changed in the mind of the right too. Oh! Oh, it's fine to Shut down highways? Good. I'm glad you told me. I'm glad I'm aware of that now. Your efforts to go all hands on deck, all out, hold nothing back to purge the Trump virus. It was effective. You got rid of him. The virus is gone. But what you don't realize is you took a bunch of relatively normal, peaceful, hands-off people on the right, and you turn them into anti-communist warriors by your conduct. Congratulations, communist! Maybe next time, think long and hard before you snot in the water bowl. We're not quite done yet. I have something on Sandy Hook.
3: Hang on. The Jesse Kelly Show. I like it. Returns next.
2: It is the Jesse Kelly show. And if you if you missed any part of the show, the whole thing's available on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. I'm so excited for Boris Rifkin. It's about 40 minutes from now. We're gonna geek out again on history and communism and the Soviet Union and and things we're seeing today, so that's still to come. If you missed me riffing in the beginning about another 1,430 municipal workers in New York City fired and how We've really forgotten about people over the last two years. How normal people have suffered and they've been forgotten. We're going to talk about that, but uh, let me let me tell you just a quick personal story before I get back to. I'm actually going to talk a little bit about this Canada stuff and the situation on the ground and whatnot. Let me say something. Just that's going to sound sappy. You know, I don't like being sappy. I don't like being sappy at all. But the show has. Uh, grown, to put it mildly, and growing very, very, very fast at a staggering rate. The kind of rate that that people are, the, the, the higher-ups are certainly noticing. I'll put it to you that way. And because of that, we have the ability to do certain things on the show that we wouldn't otherwise do. I think we all know that I would have been fired long ago for the things I say if the show wasn't popular, but the show's working, and that's because of you. And I had a phone call today with uh the head one of the heads of advertising for premiere he's an awesome dude his name's Dan he's an awesome guy and we were talking about there there was a company out there that that thought they could get some traction by advertising on the show and Dan asked if I wanted to do it and I said Dan no I don't I, I don't believe in what they do. I don't believe in what they do. I, I've seen the things they advertise I'm not gonna name the company no but I've seen the things they advertise it completely violates every principle I have. I will. I. I don't. I don't. I don't deal with it. And he couldn't have been cooler. About it. he's like, yeah, I agree. Forget him. We have that freedom because of you. So that's a good thing. I love. I love the core group of advertisers we have on the show because I'm proud of all of them. I mean, I send family people there, and I. And I love. I love stories like this. I got this email today. Jesse, landlord raised, them, raised the rent $100 a month in 2022. We changed from Verizon to Pure Talk so fast it gave us whiplash. Switching to Pure Talk saved us $1,200 a year. Now, I'm not telling you it's going to save you 1200 bucks a year. I don't know what your plan is, but I know on average, the average family saves over 800 bucks a year. And you actually don't have to feel bad about where your money is going. And again, remember, there's no judgment here. I've had Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. I've funded all those companies. Pure Talk actually loves the country. They're on the same 5G network as one of those big guys. And for that kind of savings, man, I, and, and I love, again, that I can be proud to send people there. I mean, American customer service? Who has American customer service anymore? You can't ever get someone who actually speaks English when you call in. Pure Talk, you can. If you're from your cell phone right now, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly, and you'll save an additional 25% on your first three months, all right? Dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. So that's, look, save a little cash. I, I, I like those stories, and I guess that was just a long way of me, as much as this pains me to do so, giving credit to you instead of me. Now, this is Joe Biden from today, and Lord knows we need the comfort of saving money because... What is happening at the White House?
1: I got a call one night. A woman said to me, obviously not of the same persuasion as I was
2: politically, called me and said, there's a dead dog on my lawn. And I said, yes, ma'am. I said, have you called the county? He said, yes, they're not here. And
1: I said, well, I'll get them in the morning. She said, I want it removed now. I pay your salary. So I went over. I picked it up. She said, I want it out of my front yard. I put it on her doorstep. Huh? Does Joe
2: Biden, does Joe Biden think, I've I've often wondered this, because I'm a sociopath. You know that, right? So I would think I would understand other sociopaths. But Joe Biden, who constantly tell these outright lies, you remember the whole fight with Corn Pop and the razor blades? Because, again, Joe Biden thinks he's in the movie Rebel Without a Cause. That's what he believes. That's why he tells everyone, pal, and stop being a wise guy. And that's why he talks that way. Does Joe Biden, do you think he's lied for so long about everything? Do you think he believes it? You think so? Michael, do you think he believes that? Oh man, that's a good point. Michael said, if he does have dementia, how would he know what's real and what's not that on, That is a good point. Maybe Maybe. What if just what what if Joe Biden genuinely lives in this alternate reality and he thinks it's real? Isn't that wild? I, I just think that's the wildest thing in the world. All right, Let's get to something else here. The Durham stuff. We talked about it last night in case you missed it. We're going to talk about it again a bit tonight. But the Durham investigation. It's hard to unpack what's going on. All right. It's very, very hard to unpack what's going on. I will tell you tonight on my TV show on the first TV, a little shameless self-promotion, but I have Lee Smith on Lee Smith has been on this show several times. You know, Lee Smith, he is going to come on and I'm not going to hold him back but he's going to break down what we're seeing right now in a way that other people cannot. Uh, he just, he's a wealth of knowledge on it and he breaks it down in a way you can understand. The, the biggest thing I've taken away from it so far is this Barack Obama. He hired some tech people to oversee white house servers. You know, those are pretty important things. <laughs> those are the kind of things you'd want to be secure. It looks like, right now, it looks like that guy is a card-carrying Democrat. He then took his access to those servers, which he still had when Trump took over, and began to plant false information in them, and possibly did so under the direction of then-President Barack Obama, and then took this information to the central intelligence agency and who he took it to and what they did with it from there. I I, I don't know the answer to these things and I'm hoping we're going to get the answer to these things, but that alone, I mean, I, I realize you've already lost faith in the system and so have I. So how much shocks us anymore? Do you understand what that means? A private company contracted by Barack Obama's white house And then we're still under contract when Trump got in, potentially planted false information. And looks like they did plant false information to make Trump look bad, which was then taken to the Central Intelligence Agency and acted upon. That is if that if that took place in Libya, you'd be mocking some third world dictatorship with totally corrupted forces of government. That took place right here in the United States of America. What are we supposed to do with that? Yeah. Oy. All right. Maybe I'll take some calls tonight. 877-377-4373. Don't forget, we still have Boris Rifkin. I'm going to do a little recap again of what's going on in Canada. Hang on.
4: Man.
3: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Oh, mama. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and we are only 30 minutes away from you nerding out on history and communism with our continuing series now every tuesday night with boris rifkin gosh that's gonna be sweet what a fun show the the emails you know i just saw elon musk who i don't know i'm not i'm not a fan i'm not not an enemy i don't i don't really trust any billionaires but i saw elon musk gave 5.7 billion dollars in tesla stock to a charity imagine one having that kind of cash to give away two yeah giving it to someone else you know what i would do if i had that much money oh i wouldn't help anybody else at all it would all go to me i would build a house with secret passages and tunnels and i when i say secret tunnels i want to make sure you understand I would have straight up Batman tunnels where you could go deep underground and there would be secret roads hidden in the side of a mountain. Gosh, it would be so cute. sweet. I want secret rooms. I would I would have little buttons where you beep and the and the staircase opens up. Oh, like half my house would be secret. Man, it would be fun. It would be, gosh. All right. Before I get back to the stories here, I'll take a couple of these. Remember. The phone call rules are different on this show, and they are strict, and I feel that I have cheated some people by not making sure people understand. This is not like any other show that has ever taken callers you've ever listened to. We do not do small talk here. Don't say, hi, Jesse. Don't tell me you love me or love the show. Don't ask how I'm doing. I'm not going to thank you for your call if I go to you get right to the point. Immediately launch into the point. And when you get hung up on because everybody does, when you get hung up on, just know it was not your wireless service. It was me. I'm doing you and I'm doing me a favor by just ending it. Let's just just rip it like a band-aid. See? See it's just it's it's easier this way. First Eddie in Tennessee. Go. Hey, Jesse, I'll get right
5: to the point. I'm going to answer your question right before the 7 o'clock break. Uh, what should we do with that information about the Obama administration and the Clinton campaign spying on a president-elect and then a sitting president? It's really simple. They should be hung for treason. You're my hero. Thanks, buddy.
2: You know, you can, you can say that's outrageous or something like that, but uh, honestly, let's, let's pause for a minute. Let's pause for a minute. This is what we know so far. What we know, this is not what we're guessing on, what we know so far is the Barack Obama White House, whether he was personally involved or not, chose to work with the Hillary Clinton campaign Although indirectly, remember everything is indirect because all these corrupt scumbags know exactly how to do corruption. Barack Obama never met with Hillary Clinton. Hey, should we do some corruption? Uh, these, these are not spring chickens. All these people grew up in a corrupt Democrat machine. They know exactly how to do corruption. But all right, I, I don't want to get I don't want to get sidetracked. Let's talk about this for a second. Barack Obama, the president. Begins to work with Hillary Clinton, not a president. She's a candidate for office and they decide they're going to work together and destroy Donald Trump, who was then a candidate who wanted to be president. Okay, look, honestly, I'll be be honest with you right now. None of that would shock me. It's politics, of course. I would expect Republicans to want to destroy Democrats, and Democrats destroy Republicans. Go dig up some dirt on how he cheats on his taxes or something like that. I get it. I'm not a child. I understand that's how it works. If, it, if that was all, that'd be fine. My problem is... We have an administrative state in this country. Every nation does. This is not just an American thing. Every nation, historically, every nation does. Okay, well, who's going to handle the water supply? Who's going to handle the crops? We have an administrative state. DOJ, IRS, EPA, FBI, CIA, and our administrative state. Obviously, I know a lot of these organizations should not exist at all. The ATF shouldn't exist. Let's just be honest. The FBI, I believe the FBI should be completely disbanded and destroyed at this point in time. It's too corrupt. But we're not, we're not getting sidetracked here. We do have an administrative state. And because they have so much power, I mean, they're part of the federal government. They have the power to destroy your life. They do have the power because they are the law, right, in many situations. They have the power to violate your rights. You have rights. The FBI has the power to violate those. Now, in your mind, in my mind, like when I was growing up, whose rights are they violating? Uh, 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 drug lords. They're probably out there phone tapping drug lords. Get them, FBI. What if, what if they stop looking at the drug lords and they start looking at you? That is not a small situation. So let's go back to this. Obama decides to work with Hillary Clinton And because I call it the system for a reason and all these people are either former employees at the FBI or former employees at the DNC or former staffers for this Democrat or that Democrat. It's all one big dirty world. They decide they're going to bring in the FBI and the Central Intelligence Agency to plant dirt they know to be false on the political opponent of Hillary. And, and this is a prevailing thought for people who know, I talk to people all the time who know, and this is a prevailing thought. They did this. They enlisted the help of the FBI, CIA, FISA court, because remember, it was a foregone conclusion that Hillary was going to win. So they bring in these organizations and they think, okay, well, no big deal. Yeah, it's illegal. It's wrong, but we're never going to get caught. Because as soon as Barack Obama leaves, Hillary Clinton's coming in. What's she going to do? Report on Obama and her doing this? Of course, it all goes away. And then that doesn't happen. Instead, the shock comes and Hillary Clinton loses. Donald Trump wins. Only they didn't stop. It, It was already bad enough. They didn't stop. They kept going. Barack Obama was still president when Donald Trump was president-elect. Remember, there's a transition. President gets elected in November. Trump doesn't become president till January. And it looks like they decided to go all in during that two months to ensure that Donald Trump's presidency would be spied on and kneecapped from the inside. You can say Eddie from Tennessee is some kind of nutball hung for treason, Maybe you don't want to go that far, but if you're a country interested in still being here in a hundred years, you have to take every person in a position of power, Barack Obama included, who possibly violated the rights of an American citizen, and you have to put them on trial for felonies. It can't always just be you going down, me going down. If we're going to be a nation where the people in power are never held accountable, then we're almost done. Because that's the sign of a declining, corrupted, rotted country that cannot be fixed. Uh, You can say these people are crazy because I'm sure you hear it. Maybe you've said it to friends. You don't want to say it publicly. They need to be put on treason, capital punishment, life in prison. Oh, quit being nuts. I would say that's the bare minimum, wouldn't you? We have people like Larry Hogan, governor of Maryland. He got sick with coronavirus. He took monoclonal antibodies to make sure he survived and then promptly banned them so other people would die so he could force them to take a vaccine. That person doesn't need to resign. He doesn't need to lose his seat in office. That person has to go to prison. That's murder. If you use your office for that, that's murder. That is. If I was to come on the air and tell you, hey, go kill someone tonight. Don't do that, by the way. And you did it. I'm responsible for that. I am partially responsible for that. If you're a politician or an FBI agent or, a, or anything, and you use your position of power... To do terrible things, felonies, there have to be terrible consequences. The the, the consequence for an FBI agent who abuses that seat has to be infinitely worse than what you would have as a normal civilian because you and I don't have the power to ruin lives. They do. People need to burn for what happened, man. They do. Dang it. I went off on a sidetrack. All i right, I'm going to get back to those. Um, Remember, speaking about positions of power, remember we were talking about yesterday how they're seizing people's funds? And we brought up that Mike Lindell of MyPillow, they were debanking him. Not only did they debank Mike Lindell, do you know what he did in response to that? Mike Lindell gathered up 10,000 MyPillows, and he's taking them north to the trucker protest for the truckers. When I was talking to you earlier, when I was referencing Pure Talk about how proud I am to work with the companies we work with, this is why. This is why, because I can always speak for them with pride. Does that not fill you with pride that there are still companies out there that are wonderful and care, and they're down for the struggle like you are? And yes, they're Right now, they're selling the best sheets ever. Everyone knows that about Giza Dream Sheets by now. And they're selling them 60% off. Not 16, 6-0. Go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code JESSE and you get Giza Dream Sheets 60% off. And if you can, if it lets you, put a comment for Mike on there when you do it. I think he's earned it. MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE.
3: Missed out? Catch up? jessikellyshow.com
4: It
2: is the Jesse Kelly Show. Electric Light Orchestra is underrated. That's the underrated. Everyone likes that song. We got to mix in some more ELM. I wonder if they're still touring. They're probably 90 now. Everyone I used to like was 90. That sucks. That sucks. No, we'll get back to the Durham thing here. And Look, Ratcliffe came out. Ratcliffe came out and already said... We have more indictments coming soon. So maybe this is the time for us to put a smile on our faces. I've been super pessimistic about Durham. Maybe we might get to the bottom of this, but what's going to happen at the end? I don't know. I would expect there to be um, uh, quite a few more uh, indictments. I think this conspiracy, and I do think there was a criminal conspiracy, um, uh, is, is broad and, and deep. And I hope that, you know, obviously John Durham is moving carefully, but I would expect and anticipate based on the intelligence that I've seen that there would be uh, quite a few more indictments. Okay. That's a good thing. Let's, let's put a smile on our face. Look, cynic Jesse says this cynic Jesse says, uh, what's going to happen to him after the indictment? Remember, we already had an FBI lawyer, Kevin Kleinsmith. wrap your mind around this. He falsified a document so they could get a warrant to spy on an American citizen. Kevin Kleinsmith should be in federal prison for, I don't know, let's start with 50 years as a message to other FBI lawyers and agents not to do so. He got probation and didn't even get disbarred. So just because we're getting indictments doesn't mean we're going to get accountability, but it's a good step, right? It's a good step. Uh, We're only 10 minutes away from Boris Rifkin. All right, I'm going to try a couple more of these. David in Colorado, go. Uh, I wanted to speak on uh, the Russian collusion and
5: how uh, well your show was the other night showing all the the people who have had such terrible incidents with COVID. I really enjoyed that. And uh, when it comes to Russian collusion, they... uh, you know it's interesting though. Combined against anyone that they feel is a threat to them. In fact, I've been slated for dismissal by BLM. I'm living in Denver. I've seen it online. They've been doing things. They've been sending things on my phone. And um, my last name is Ola. Something happens. I'd like y'all to know that I fought for everyone, but they they want me gone.
2: Gone. Take care of yourself. Man. Take care of yourself. Look. Black Lives Matter is a violent, vile, communist, domestic terrorist organization. Black Lives Matter is responsible for more murders than any other domestic group by a mile in recent years. You know, you know Quintez Brown? Ever heard of the name? Oh, here's a little soundbite for you. Pay attention to this. This is from 2018.
5: You're from the home state of the Senate Majority Leader. What do you want to, what do you want him to know?
4: Well, I want you to know that we are here and we want we want common sense gun reform. And if you're not going to give us that then we're going to get everyone out here to vote and we're going to vote you out of office. So if you want to keep your job, yeah. then, you know, give us what we not what we want, but what we need, what humans need. We need yeah. common sense gun reform. Get rid of assault rifles. Come on. like. Yeah. When are you guys going to turn
5: 18?
4: I turn 18 September 25th. Okay, I'm already time registered to go, and already registered. I for, I you? And you guys are making.
2: All right, isn't it exciting? Look at that guy. Woohoo! Black Lives Matter. Yeah, he just tried to kill a mayoral candidate in Louisville yesterday. He's under arrest for attempted murder. Walked in his campaign office, pointed a weapon at him. Cannot believe everyone's still alive. Thank you, Lord. Black Lives Matter is evil. D- did we already forget about the name Daryl Brooks? Daryl Brooks, in the wake of the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict, you know, remember Rittenhouse capped a couple communists, but everybody was white, Everyone knew he was going to get... I mean, it should get off. Everyone could watch it on video. Clearly self-defense. He does get off. Gets off scot-free. Our disgusting media goes on and on about how it's white supremacy. And then Daryl Brooks, who has Black Lives Matter all over his social media, got in an SUV and mowed down like 70 white people at at a Christmas parade. Black Lives Matter murders people all the time in this country. And yet... Not only do they have corporate sponsorship Black Lives Matter, remember when the FBI they were asked about it? The FBI isn't even looking into them. Oh, if you're a parent who's upset about your child learning about tranny business in school, you're a domestic terrorist. If you're with Black Lives Matter, oh, you're a civil rights leader. That's how wild it is, and I'll tell you something, don't dismiss how violent and vile these people are. I used to think the most violent people out there, as far as the different communist groups, I understand they're all one group, but, but the little subsets, the most violent group were the gun nutters, the anti gun nutters. Uh, those people are just the worst. And then Black Lives Matter came along. Oh, they're uh, They send so many death threats. They'll send, I've had, I've had several death voicemails. <laughs> they're such geniuses to leave voicemails about how they're coming to kill you, a bunch of losers. But that's who we're dealing with here. And they act this way because they feel completely protected by the system. They're not worried about systemic racism. They're protected by the system. The FBI looks out for them. It's a really, really sad state of affairs. All right. Boris Rifkin is coming up. I'll get to some more phone calls. 877-377-4373. Uh, if you miss any part of the show, not that I, not that you ever would three hours. I know you block out of your day every day to listen to the show, but if you ever miss any part of it, the whole thing's available on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes on iTunes, leave a five star rating and leave a review talking about how handsome I am. That is a super, super important thing for the show. We still, all right. So just to set this up before we get to him. Boris Rifkin, he's a friend of mine, uh, one of these money management guys, but just a genius when it comes to history. He's forgotten more about it than I'll ever know. I wanted him to come on last week and talk about really the origins of communism. He not, not the Karl Marx stuff, the Soviet Union stuff, when it went from theory to practice. And so he brought it up last week, He last Tuesday, same time, came on and talked about the origins of Lenin and Lenin gets into power and the beginning of all that. And look, I could talk to this guy for four hours, but I understand we can't do that. So I reached out to him after the show, and I said, hey, will you come on every Tuesday at the same time until until we get to the end of it and pick up where you left off? And he agreed to do so. So right when Lennon basically just took power, that's where Boris is going to pick up tonight. And I'm so excited about this. So buckle up, history time.
0: (laughs)
4: You know how
2: lucky you are, boy. Oh, I'm US so excited home. for this! I'm not—I'm going to stop talking right away because I want to get to him. His name—it's Boris Rifkin. Everyone remembers him from last Tuesday. Yes, I snatched him up after the show. He's agreed to come join us every Tuesday till we get to the end of this thing. Monofly Holdings. Boris, all right, where we left off last week was Lenin had taken power. They had the revolution, and he took power. But it wasn't totally solidified yet, right? There were still other parties who wanted power. And I forgot to click on the button. All right, go ahead now, Boris, sorry. Exactly.
5: they just taken power. There were, they'd only received about 25% of the vote. Uh, in elections to this Constituent Assembly. They shut it down. Uh, They immediately set up a secret police, the Cheka, uh, and it went through a number of successors, NKVD, KGB, it's the same organization, basically, began to crack down on political opponents, reinstituted censorship, and basically made it clear that the era of democratic government, whatever you want to call it, was over in Russia, dictatorship had arrived. And that, of course, resulted in a wave Uh, protest opposition from a whole variety of different groups from the left and the right and so what became the russian civil war that lasted until about the end of 1920 effectively started almost immediately after that because it was clear these people were not going to be peacefully removed there was going to be no transition from them they had to be ousted by force so there were a whole variety of groups uh, across the spectrum that organized to try to resist them and force them out and the civil war that resulted killed anywhere from four to seven million people. It was a total <laughs> catharsis disaster, uh, which was just completely devastated the country for really generations. Um, and, but at the end of it, they were able to remain in power, sadly. The opposition wasn't really well organized, and they'd mostly driven out what was called the white, as they were called, the whites versus the red. So the whites were the... Uh, anti-Bolshevik coalition, they were mostly able to drive them out by the end of 1920 and fully remain in power. But, uh, and this is kind of the continuation of of your question, they then decided to take the revolution abroad. So they secured power in Russia, now it's time immediately to move to exporting the revolution. That's what revolutionaries tend to like to do, right? So almost as soon as they, it felt to them that they were more or less safe, they began to move into Eastern Europe, into Central Europe, with the objective of eventually igniting revolution in Germany, in France, in Britain, and ultimately in the U.S.
2: Boris, can you you help me understand, before we jump into that part, can you help me understand why they expanded past their border? It seems kind of odd to me. I guess I wouldn't think about it that way. If I just fought for the largest country on Earth and managed to win a bloody civil war, I would want to kick back and put my feet up and have a good glass of vodka and try to get my affairs in order. They didn't do that. Can you help me understand why...
5: You would think that, but the mentality of these people was that Russia was nothing more than a springboard for world revolution. Russia was not where the revolution was supposed to have happened to begin with. They were interested in the heavily industrialized, advanced capitalist states in Europe and the United States. That's where they really saw an urban proletariat, a working class that they thought would really be receptive to their message, where they can really take advantage of what had already been built, deconstructed and really transform society the way that they want. And Lenin himself was very contemptuous of Russia and Russians. Uh, he basically said, "Look, I couldn't give a, you know, per, I, I couldn't care less uh, what happened to these people. This really doesn't interest me all that much. It's, it's an agrarian, backward country, very heavily dependent on the peasantry, not the kind of population that I'm interested in. I want this, but we have to take power somewhere." And so the revolution happened in Russia was opportunistic. We were able to come to power here, but our actual targets lay westward. That was the mentality that they came in with. It was world revolution immediately, which is why the international became the Soviet anthem, uh, the communist international. They didn't develop a national anthem until Stalin did in the 1940s during World War II. But from the beginning until 1943, the communist international was the official anthem of the Soviet Union for a reason.
2: Okay. Well, this is a period of time when the, Europe wasn't exactly in the middle of the best of times when all this is going on. This is post-World War I. Why didn't they succeed? This this red tide, if, if for lack of a better way to put it, it didn't succeed in going all the way through Europe. Why?
5: It came very close uh, for a number of reasons having to do with poor organization, military mistakes. And frankly, the newly independent countries of Eastern and Central Europe basically united to stop them. The Baltic states and Poland in particular in 1920. Uh, I don't know if you've uh, ever heard about or read about this Battle of Warsaw, this miracle on the Vistula where the Polish army was outnumbered. Us. It, it, it looked like they were going to be crushed. Uh, the Soviets were basically outnumbering them two to one. And then they launched this massive counterattack and literally stopped them at the gates of Warsaw. And had that battle not been won, the Bolsheviks would have reached Germany, and probably there would have been a revolution ignited there, and then pretty much the history of the 20th century in Europe and across the West would have been changed. So you had a number of those events that forced, their, forced them to retreat temporarily. But this is a segue to what happened later, because it was only temporary. So they didn't really admit defeat. They saw this as just a temporary setback. Another opportunity would present itself, and it did 20 years later, for them to try again and to reclaim to basically finish the unfinished business of that period of 1920 and that's to a large extent contributed to what became the second world war and where things landed at the end of that war in Europe.
2: good grief we will we will get to that part okay so poland stops them saves the world thank you poland much appreciated they go back behind their borders what's next what what where, where do you go from there okay you finally wanted it you got it you killed millions of people for it had a civil war you have your communist nation what does lenin do next
5: well lenin understands uh, he had to put down we talked about this in uh on the show last week about the peasant revolts. Mm-hmm. there were also revolts from the red sailors and soldiers who were part of the red army who became disgruntled and disenchanted with the policies that they began to introduce He had to put those revolts down mercilessly, but afterward he came to understand that there had to be an era of vegetarianism. In other words, the war communism of requisitioning the grain from the peasants, killing the peasants, poison gas against the peasants, smashing these revolts, this had to stop because even they wouldn't really be able to hold on in perpetuity. There had to be some kind of period of relative peace or calm, and so Lenin ditched basically the communist revolution for a few years effectively and he went to this sort of limited form of state capitalism uh, called the new economic policy for a few years and then uh, he suffered a few strokes and died so he wasn't really able to develop this any further and then so you had in the 1920s this kind of chaotic period of uncertainty of where this revolution was now going to be going what they were going to be doing and how all of that would develop You had a lot of power struggles among the Bolshevik leaders Uh, And ideologically, you had this concept that was very important that developed called the Soviet man. Uh, In other words, what they were trying to do was ideologically construct a new type of person Uh, transnational, revolutionary oriented and minded, uh, really uh, resentful of all of the basic building blocks of what we would basically, what we've come to be used to in Western societies faith-based societies even so it was a ideological transformation or attempted transformation and a very fierce power struggle among the Bolsheviks themselves which eventually Joseph Stalin won and you know we could then segue into that era. If oh
2: you want. that is where we will begin next week same time dang it that sucks but thank Boris Rifkin thank you so much for making it smarter again for 10 minutes my brother we'll talk to you in a week
3: sure
5: sounds great thanks Joseph.
2: how great is that I'm like a kid in a candy store over here just eating this stuff up. All right, 877-377-4373. I'm going to play you a little audio from Columbia's presidents. I have to get to some emails. We're going to talk about this Sandy Hook Remington thing I've been talking about for a couple hours. But look, we would, we always bring up the dark stuff that's out there and how it's a dangerous world. and It's getting more dangerous. All that stuff's true. But that doesn't mean we have to hide and panic. It just means we have to take steps to protect ourselves. That's it. That's it. On top of practicing with your weapon, you need to get yourself a hero gun. Or maybe you don't have a weapon. Maybe you're not comfortable with firearms. All right. I I disagree. Fine. Get a hero gun. Believe me, you're not going to want to reach for your cell phone if somebody pulls a knife on you on the sidewalk. You don't want your daughter to have to do that either. It is a non-lethal gun It shoots pepper balls 100 miles per hour. They explode on contact. It will debilitate people. It does. They're brutal. You can learn to use it in just a couple minutes. It has a laser sight. You don't need a concealed carry permit. Go to Hero2020.com and use the code JESSE and that gets you a special discount. Hero2020.com, code JESSE. State restrictions may apply
3: are listening to The Oracle. You're going to love this one. It's a scream, baby. The Jesse
2: Kelly Show. It is The Jesse Kelly Show. Oh, yes. I'm going to get to some emails in a second. Remember, you can email the show jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I'm sorry, I still can't stop laughing about Dome
4: (laughs) explaining high-speed internet earlier. It's the best. (laughs) So I will begin with what I believe is a simple truth. In the 21st century, high-speed internet is a necessity, not a luxury, a necessity. Our world has moved online, and that is why from day...
2: I can't tell if it sounds like she practices too much... Or doesn't practice at all? There's, so, I, she, It's one of the two. She either practices too much or she doesn't practice at all.
4: One, The president and I have fought to make it easier for everyone to access and afford. All
2: right, we can't do that anymore. Let's go to the phones. Carl in New Jersey, go.
3: How you doing? Uh, BLM stands for Bums, Looters, and Murderers.
2: It does. It does. What's wild about this is after St. George Floyd died and BLM really jumped on that, they got back in the news and all this corporate sponsorship. Do people forget about the night in Dallas when five five Dallas police officers were murdered? And do you know what that guy was saying as the SWAT team was closing in on him? Black lives matter. Black lives. These people have been murdering people for years. Years. It's wild to me. All right, I did have to get to this. Hang on here. Jesse, this is an email we got during the show tonight. I had a gun pointed at me today as I stood at a crosswalk. My email to you is for two reasons. Therapy, because you always know the right thing to say, and a warning to women. Jesse, my husband and I, or the the second thing is a warning to women. Jesse, my husband and I were relocated by my husband's company to Vancouver, Washington. We live about nine miles from downtown Portland, Oregon. We live in a beautiful gated apartment community. Across the street there's a cool soccer field, so on and so forth. I'm not going to read the rest of it. I'm worried someone will be able to find her. I have a husky puppy that needs a lot of exercise, so we walk the area almost every single day. To get there, I have to cross a four-lane busy street, so her dog, I'm also not going to name, so her dog and her wait at the crosswalk. Well, today, literally about an hour ago, as the dog and I stood there, A gold PT cruiser with dark tinted windows slowly drove past me. We had about three feet between us. The window was about four to five inches down. The passenger was leaned back. He held a gun up, looked dead in my eyes and pointed the gun at me. Obviously, he didn't pull the trigger, but he went through the motions as if he did. My heart fell into my stomach. There was nothing I could do. I was a sitting target and he got to make the decision if I lived or died. Still had to get home, and once I did, I opened the husband's office door. He was on a call, must have seen the look on my face because he quickly hung up. I just burst out crying, and I'm not a crier. Those few terrifying seconds have changed my life. I will never feel safe to cross that street again. Jesse, this crime is not a joke. It's scary out here, and I'm so glad you're here every day as a voice of reason, but you also have an uncanny ability to make us laugh. Please keep reminding people how important safety is. Remind everyone, especially women, to have eyes in the back of their heads. Says I can say her name. (laughs) She said to tell Chris the fart sounds are fine. Says I can say her name. Her name is Sherry. All right, right, listen. I actually am not good at this because I, in my opinion, I'm not good at this because I lose sight of this. I am, I'm not only a dude. I'm six foot eight. No, I'm not. I, honestly, we like to joke about an uh, Adonis and stuff like that. So I'm not. I'm not some power lifter, and I'm not some UFC fighter or something like that. But I am a big. I'm six foot eight, two thirty. I lose sight of this. I'm almost undoubtedly never going to get mugged. Not because I'm some super stud. There's just easier prey out there. You've you've seen the nature channels when the lions chasing down the herd of buffalo. I mean, yeah, he could go for any one of them, but why not go for the one with a limp in the back? Let's go for one of the kids. So because of that, not that I'm not situationally aware, I am, or at least I try to be, I don't walk around looking around at all times because I know I could become prey, and I lose sight of the fact women have a different experience in life. Women are smaller and weaker and more vulnerable, and they are appealing prey to the monsters that are in our society. Here's what I will simply tell you. As a woman, I understand a lot of people get very uncomfortable when it comes to weapons. As a woman, you need to own a weapon. Look, I just talked about hero gun before. Maybe you're completely uncomfortable with guns and don't want to talk. Get one. Fine. Get a hero gun. But remember this, when I first got married, my wife was horrified by guns, uh, you know, wanted me to just get them up, give them up, get them all out of the house. Of course, they said, no, instead, no, instead of that, let's go down to the range. Let's let's get you comfortable now, completely comfortable with weapons. She so could shoot the balls off a gnat. That's where you need to be. And because of that. If she's ever in a situation she used to have situations where uh, when she was working she'd sometimes have to go downtown Houston and it's really dumpy down there homeless all over the place it's really really bad a woman feels unsafe a woman a woman feels unsafe okay practice you know what she did When she had to go on those walks, had her weapon out, not walking around with it out, but right there either in her little gun purse with her hand on it or in her holster with her hand on it, and again, totally safe and secure. It is more dangerous for a woman in this world, and there isn't always a man around to protect them, and some of the men these days wouldn't protect them anyway. Get to the range, and I will say this, ladies. Maybe you're sitting there. Maybe you're squirming in your chair because you're uncomfortable. Uh, Look, I tell you about Mantis X, too. This is a great opportunity. Let me tell you about Mantis X. You know you can practice with your weapon in your home. Get down to a gun range. Gun instructors and people who, who know firearms at these gun ranges, they're almost always wonderful to work with. They love seeing women come in. They're encouraging about that. They will find you the right weapon that fits you, not the one you found online or your sister has, the one that fits you in your hand. They will find you the right weapon, test out several till you're comfortable, and then you can train with it right in your home with Mantis X. Right in your home. You don't have to fire a shot. And inside that apartment, you can train with Mantis X. It attaches right to your weapon. The Marines use it. The, the Green Berets use it. Practice with Mantis X in your home. Go to MantisX.com and get one. MantisX.com. But ladies, get yourself a firearm. It... I've brought this up before. I'm going to bring it up again, then we're going to move on. because It's yucky, and it makes people feel terrible, but it's true. Wherever you live, I don't care where you are, right now, go to your state's sex offender registry and put in your zip code. And don't make this mistake. I used to make this mistake. Oh, that you're not where I live. I'm out here in rural Montana. No, no, no. I don't care where you are. Put in your zip code. You're going to be stunned at what you find. Go get a weapon. Train with your weapon. Make sure you're ready, especially you ladies. As far as never being able to cross that street again, listen to me. You might not cross it again tomorrow. You will. Trust me, I've had guns pointed at me before. You get over it eventually. You'll be fine. All right? Chin up. One more hour. jesse kelly show
1: final hour of the
2: jesse kelly show let's let's dig into something here really quickly headline is this sandy hook school shooting families settle for 73 million dollars with the gunmaker remington remington arms agreed tuesday to settle liability claims from the families of five adults and four children killed and the 2012 massacre at the sandy hook elementary school in newton connecticut I'm not going to dwell on this because, I mean, I remember Sandy Hook like it was yesterday, and it obviously wasn't even one of my children, and that, that might be the worst, the worst thing I can remember. I mean, gosh, kids, man, adorable kids. Every shooting's terrible, but kids, so I'm not going to dwell on it. I'm simply going to say this. These gun manufacturers in America, Remington included, they're a prime reason why we on the right have to start doing something we don't want to do. And this is going to hurt to hear, but it's true. We must separate ourselves from the communists. And you don't want to hear that. I understand. I understand. It's not because you're a bad person. You don't want to hear that because we have these dreams. I know I do. We have these dreams that we're going to let's come together. Let's unify. We're just look there. Maybe it'll be hard times. I mean, I hope it doesn't. Let's come together. We're not coming together. And I'll say something else. This version of communism that we have now, you don't want to come together with it anyway. We need to separate ourselves in every possible way. And I mean every possible way. This is why I talk to you all the time about moving from your blue area to a red area. I don't say that just because it's a better way of life, better quality of life. Having lived in a blue area myself, I don't say that because of that. I say that because as we continue to separate as a nation, you are going to need the power of having people around you who share your values. You realize we're going to need our own banking system, right? That they've are the right. Not, it's not just Mike Lindell at My Pillow. They're debanking people who have the wrong thoughts. We're going to need our own internet servers. We will. Sound crazy to you? Remember when that gigantic platform, gosh, what was it? The, the alternate to Twitter popped up. Now I forget the name of it. I, I forget the name of it. What was it? Not Facebook, Michael. Not 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 Getter. It was the one. Uh, my buddy Dan Bongino. Uh, he was the it was the one he started. I forget the name of it. Forgive me. Someone, everyone's screaming at the radio because everyone remembers it, but me right now. Okay, whatever. It doesn't matter. There was an alternate to Twitter. It popped up, and then boom, it got brought to its knees. Why? Well, they ended up hosting it with gigantic left wing internet hosting companies who kneecapped it and destroyed it. We need our own states. We need our own banking system. We need our own internet servers. We need to hire our own people and not theirs. Am I making you uncomfortable yet? I know. I don't, this kind of a divide, this balkanization of society, I understand. It's uncomfortable to talk about. I do. I, I get it all the way. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying otherwise. I realize these things are hard to hear. Do you Do you believe you want to come together with people who do this to children in a school?
4: It is the law by Governor Prickscore to let me out of this room. You can't lock me in a room. You can't lock me in
1: Please let me out.
2: That's a child locked in his room. Locked in a room in the school. Do you believe there's coming together with the type of people who would lock a child in a room for not wearing a mask? There's not. And I I want to make clear, I don't don't celebrate that. That sucks. But we don't get to pick the period of time we get to live in, right? If you're a gun manufacturer, man, you had really better make your way down to a very, very, very red state. If you're a gun manufacturer right now and you're still manufacturing weapons in a blue area, you are a gazelle with a bleeding leg dancing in front of a whole pride of lions. That's what you are. They're coming for you. They are. They're coming for you. And I, and I keep getting these questions about national divorce and, and what are my thoughts on it and what do I, how do I think it should be. It doesn't matter what I think it should be. What I look in my mind, we'd come together, let's agree we hate each other, let's divide up the assets and liabilities and go our separate ways. Who gets the kids, who gets a dog? That kind of thing. Same as any other divorce. I don't think that's going to happen, obviously, but I do believe it will continue to happen naturally as people move from these blue hell holes and move down to places where they can be free. And I think if it's possible, I understand your work and family may not make it possible. If it's possible, you need to go. And I will say this. I get emails all the time from people who've made the move. I've never had a single email with a negative reaction. Every one of them. Michael, back me up on this. Every one of them. Every one of them is, oh, best move ever. Thank you so much. We've never been happier. I'm telling you. Not just to be happier, though. It's a better life. It is a better life. Get out. Get out. You, Your, your kids... Your kids are still wearing masks in school? My entire neighborhood got together for a massive 4th of July blowout in 2020. No masks, pools, squirt guns, couple of Bud Heavies, pizzas, crawfish. It's a different life in red areas. All right? Let's get to some emails. I'm way behind on this. Jesse at jessikellyshow.com is the email on historical. I work construction in South Alabama with some good old boys who are tough as their hammer handles. We love hearing the show when we are working overtime. I love I love that. I mean, I love that working people like the show. People see beautiful people like you and I and often wonder at what point do we realize we should have been models. <laughs> my name is Lucas. He says to use his name, Lucas Bush. Please read this on the air so all my construction guys on the site will get a great laugh while busting their backsides. Keep being exactly what you are, strong and honest, which makes you powerful. Respect is earned and not given, and you've earned the working man's respect. He said, P.S., use the fart button more. <laughs> See, it's being requested. I'm i am a slave to what the audience wants. It's not my fault. Let's move on again. Dear Jesse, I'm an NRA lifer. If Remington Firearms lawsuit stands, Second Amendment rights will quickly deteriorate as no firearm without a human without a human being can kill anyone or anything. I think Remington hired very bad suits to try this case. And, okay, let me, let me pause on this for a second. What I said was not an indictment of Remington. And as far as hiring very bad suits to try this case, this is, this is a relatively new discovery for me. So maybe this will be a new discovery for you. I realize we have a bunch of listeners in the big shot corporate world. It won't be a new discovery for them. told this story before on the show. One of my neighbors is a big shot lawyer. One of those $500,000 an hour types, the kind I'm not going to hire if I get in trouble. You you understand what I mean? One of these big shot lawyers. I was talking with him one night. We had a a bourbon night in the neighborhood. The fellas got together, just get in the back porch. The the ladies hook us up with some snacks to bring over, and we just have a couple of glasses of bourbon, maybe a cigar in the backyard. Sitting there talking with him, and... That high-end corporate world, the Remington world, the Fortune 500 world. Let's say there's a potential lawsuit. Or let, you're Remington. You get sued. You get sued by some people. They don't just decide, yay, nay. I don't know. What do you feel, Mark? Bob? I, I, I'm not sure. These major companies, he was telling me about one, they spent, and this is not abnormal. He was just saying it as if it's normal. This company decided when they were being sued they would spend $400,000. Oh, no, 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 no. Not $400,000 on legal fees. They were going to spend $400,000 to put on a gigantic mock trial so they could then figure out from there whether it was worth it to go to the official trial or settle out of court. Now, that world, I'll be honest, you know... Uh, I'm a construction guy. I'm an RV salesman and a Marine. That world is completely foreign to me. And my jaw, he could see my jaw was hanging open. I said, $400,000 just to see if it's worth trying. And he said, and he, and again, he was being totally cool about it. He's a cool, dude. He's like, yeah, that, that's, that's just what they do. Those worlds are separate. If Whatever Remington did, I guarantee it was well thought out by some very, very good attorneys. My point was simply this. Whether you're Remington, whether it's just you, me, anything, we have got to start physically retreating to safe havens. We do because these monsters are not going to stop or slow down. All right. All right, I'm finally going to get back to some more Canada stuff here in a second. I've been a little bit eh, a little bit negligent on that tonight. I do tend to get distracted from time to time. Let me tell you about something else first, though. Financially, you see what's happening out there. President got up, spoke today, even warned of more financial hardship coming. There's nothing I can do about that. There's nothing you can do about that. Nothing we can do except take some steps to be ready. But I, I want to be clear about this. When I tell you about Oxford Gold Group, about them sending gold to your front door. I don't ever want you to put yourself in a bind for that either. That's never what I want. I'm never going to tell you to do something drastic. Whatever you can do, you know your situation, get some gold delivered to your front door. Again, I'm not talking about a piece of paper. Oxford Gold Group, they're so wonderful to work with, totally laid back and cool. Just give them a call, 833-995-GOLD. Tell them Jesse told you to call. They know me. They will take special care of you, and they'll figure out what you can do, what you can't do, and they'll get you some gold. 833-995-GOLD. Tell Oxford Jesse told you to call. Be right back. What, Chris? We can make jokes. It's fine. You got that right. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Man, it was cool. In case you missed it earlier, Boris Rifkin came back. Same guy from last Tuesday, breaking down some communist Soviet Union history stuff for us. He's going to be back again next Tuesday. But if you missed it, iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. They have all the thing there, all right? The whole thing, it was awesome. I know you wanted more. I wanted more. But look, always leave them wanting more. I mean, let's be honest. The Jesse Kelly show should be like 10 hours long. It should be. It should be. Well, easily 10 hours long. Even that may be shortchanging people. <laughs> we leave it at 3 just to drive you nuts. Luke in Alabama, go. Hey, Jesse.
5: Um, I just wanted to say that um, I just wanted to talk about how bad the U.S. has been messed up during this, and I quote, pandemic. The government is controlling Biden, who controls the Democrats. And in the end, when we're a communist country, the Democrats will be asking what the heck happened. And we'll be like, well, it's your fault for being so stupid. The mask obviously
1: doesn't work.
2: I love that kid. I just wanted to let him back on because he's 11 and keeps calling in. <laughs> he's the best. Luke, you call anytime, time, buddy. He's all full of fire. I appreciate it. Oh, Luke. <laughs> he doesn't want AOC in charge.
1: It will happen. The only question.
2: Yeah, they keep threatening to turn Texas blue. I, I have yet to see it yet. I, 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 wait a minute. I have yet to see it yet. I don't think that's good English. That was like last night when I was trying to use the word pretense and it never worked out. That's a bad pretense she did. Is that not, Did I use that, that right that time, Michael? Was that worse that time? All right, I'm going to work on it again. I'll use it again during the show. Let's move on here. Dr. Rude. <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more. Nobody wants to hear small talk on the phone. I absolutely hate that on other shows you have to listen to caller after caller after caller, ask how the host is. Nobody cares and nobody needs to hear it 10 times. <laughs> my mom would rather hear everyone ask how you're doing and not be rude. I think it's rude to have to listen to it. Keep being rude, my friend. <laughs> she says you can say my name just to make my mom angry. <laughs> Her name's Christy. Look, I get it from my old man. I've told you this before. My old man just hangs up whenever he's done. And it, it, look, it's very different. My family is uh, uh, <clears throat> more direct, I suppose, than other families. But if, if you do talk to my dad on the phone, at some point in time, it, the line's just going to go down. And that just means he was done with the conversation. I'll never forget. Now, he has since gotten better about this. But this was three or four years ago. I looked at his phone. And I'm one of these people. Now, I block virtually every number. Now, just because everybody calls and texts me. If if someone gets a hold of my number, it's endless. I'll block people I know. I just block everyone at this point in time because I'm really antisocial and rude. But that said, if I have an unread text thing, text notification on my phone, it drives me crazy. There's something wrong with me. I don't know why that red thing on there drives me crazy. So I have to look at it. I picked up my old man's phone a few years back. He had, I forget the number. I'm going to make up a number here, and this is going to be wrong, so don't kill me on this. But it was something in the thousands of unread text messages. And I said, Dad, but you you don't text at all? He said, I don't text. I don't want to text. I said, okay, Dad, I understand. I understand, but don't you want to at least read what they're saying? Maybe it's something important. And he looks at me he says, I just said I don't want to text. <laughs> so he's, he's just, he's not going to participate in your world. <laughs> That's just not who he is. Oh, oh, gosh. All right. All right. Moving on. Jesse, more people will die today from coronavirus than were dying a day in April 2020. All these Republicans acting like they're freedom fighters can, uh, I'm not going to say that. They'll try to say, we didn't know what would happen, but now I'm the one having to pay twice as much for a home. How do we wake up our normal weak Republicans that always go along with stuff like Black Lives Matter and shutdowns until it's blaringly obvious that it's all a scam? He said, God bless and signs it a degenerate government school teacher. (laughs) Hey, man, we need as many many good school teachers in in there as possible. I get this question a lot of how do we how do we take the GOP and give them some backbone? How do we make it so the things you see right away? They see right away. Because let's be honest, uh, I would prefer my elected leaders. I would prefer they be smarter and braver than I am. I mean, wouldn't you? I want them to lead. It's not as, I I want you to lead. Go take the lead and I will follow. But which one of these losers are, are you going to follow? Every single time they sacrifice the message early on. And that's when it matters. When the narrative is being set early on, Every single time they bow and hand it over to the communists. Every single time. Oh, they'll come around eventually. Oh, they're all against Black Lives Matter now. Every single one of them. Not even Donald Trump would criticize Black Lives Matter when they were torching cities in the very beginning. None of them would. They all hid under their desks. It was like five of us who said, "Uh, this is a terrorist organization and they're really, really, really bad people. No one can do it. How do we change that? And this is going to sound terrible, but I, I believe this is the only way we can change that. Because in general, these people who get elected are a bunch of dorks, especially to Congress and Senate. They're lifelong dorks. That's part of the reason they get elected in the first place. I, I, don't, think we're, I don't think we're sending real warriors there who can withstand that kind of heat they get from the communists. I think they have to get a lot more heat from us. They, I, I do. I do. You know, write your Republican congressman or senator and tell him, hey, buck up, buttercup. We're tired of watching this crap. And that's that's one of the good things about what we have in this current society. People will complain about social media all the time. And most of those complaints are valid. I get it. I get it. Social media can be terrible. But you understand at no other point in history could the powerless like us reach out and actually communicate with the powerful. Even if you think social media doesn't matter, maybe you're not on it, that's fine. They all think it matters. Senators, presidents, congressmen, CEOs, billionaires, they're all right there, and they do check what people are saying about them. You have access now like nobody has ever had. If your senator's being a gigantic weenie, Let him know the chances he's gonna hear, especially if a bunch of you do it. it Might work, might work. We can always whip him into shape, can't we? (laughs) All right, we're not quite done yet. I have, gosh, uh uh-oh, I got way behind on the stories. Uh, Apparently, there's meth, and we might be breathing it. I'll explain. It is The Jesse Kelly Show. You know, I think that that was Alice Cooper, right? Was that Alice Cooper? You know what's wild about Alice Cooper? When I remember him as a kid, he was one of the psycho rocker guys with 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 the eye paint and stuff like that. You know, Alice Cooper is like the nicest human being on the planet. He's widely known as being just a genuinely cool dude. Just a genuinely cool dude. How about that? I like that. I like that. That's what I am. So genuine and cool and nice. That's who I am. What? It is who I am, Michael. Senior Blanco Diablo. I'm tired. Oh, yeah, senior. I'm tired of the systemic prejudice that is plaguing America. When you know something is right and the system is telling you lies, I just can't keep silent. Quesadillas <laughs> should not be on the children's menu. Quesadillas get a stigma of being a Tex-Mex grilled cheese sandwich. As a dad, I am always playing cleanup duty on my kids' entrees. It is a joy to eat their leftover quesadillas. The quesadilla is the perfect blend of melted cheese, protein, and crisped—crisped. Flo- crisped? That's a hard word. Tortilla. What enhances the superiority of the quesadilla is the dipping ability. Jesse, am I crazy? Give me the master menu whispers take on this national dilemma. I love a quesadilla. And you know why I love it. He actually nailed it in there. And credit to you, credit to you for being—I mean, not on the same—not on the same level as me, Jesse, the Menu Whisperer, Kelly. I mean, you could never be on the same level, but you're close. All right, at least—at least you're—you're least you're flirting with it, kind of a thing. It's the dipping. It's the dipping. We—we've become slaves in this country, slaves to tradition. It is time we start thinking for ourselves, and this is what I mean by that. When people get a sandwich of any kind, they feel like you have to put the liquid condiments on the sandwich. Maybe you're a mayo guy. Maybe you're a classier and you're a Miracle Whip guy. Maybe you're gutter trash and you prefer ketchup. Whatever the case may be, people feel like you have to put the liquid condiment on the sandwich. Why? Everything, absolutely everything is about the ratios. It's why the Reese's Cup is so perfect. It's the perfect peanut butter to chocolate ratio. Perfect. Well, with a sandwich, why would I spread the mayo or Miracle Whip on the sandwich and then I I squeeze it down, some of the meats would squirt some of the mayo down to the other end. Now I'm trying to come all of the mayo off the bottom before I get it back on the top. Why would I do that to myself One, I could just come up with a little dipping sauce bowl of mayo and then every single bite, every single bite, I have the perfect mayo to meat, to cheese, to uh, to whatever proportion. It's genius. What, Michael? Okay, Michael says it's excessive. Let me explain something to you, Michael. You're going to learn one day when you're a 40-year-old man that food is the greatest thing in the history of the world. It's not excessive, okay? We're not dying on the front lines of World War II here. We have the ability. Why not do it? What? He said, he said the fact that it's spread out and not consistent makes it great. No, no. The perfect proportion of bun to meat to cheese, to condiment is what makes it great. I don't want to have one super dry bite and then I have cotton mouth. Oh my gosh, give me my water. And then another bite where I just absolutely get waterboarded with mayonnaise and feel like the vice president. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to live my life that way. Stop, I had to. I st- all right, speaking of which, I felt like I had to address this before we get on to the fact that we're all breathing in meth. Dear Oracle, leader of the anti-communists. I, Jesse, I know there's a lot going on, but we need to get down to the important things. We live in a small rural town in southwest Colorado. The wife and I are driving an hour and a half on Saturday to get Red Lobster. I remember the Cheddar Bay Biscuits, but what is your go-to order? Please lead us to glory. All right, I hope I caught him in time. Hope I caught him in time. One, Red Lobster is completely worth driving an hour and a half for. Two, here's what you do at Red Lobster. You ready? You Obviously, you enjoy your Cheddar Bay Biscuits. And then you create your own feast. right, create your own feast. Don't worry. Red Lobster, they're so customer service friendly. They let you do, even a fancy restaurant like that, they let you do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. And this is what you get with your created feast. You get the shrimp scampi. That's important for a couple reasons. I'll get back to that in a second. And you also get the Cajun shrimp Alfredo. Notice I said Cajun shrimp Alfredo. You will not find it on the menu. Don't worry. I have access to Red Lobster's secret menu, and every single one has it. Don't feel like you're being high maintenance. They all have it. It's glorious. So they're going to bring you out this lovely plate. Oh, oh, and and for because you have to get a salad with it. Not that you should feel proud about eating a salad, but you have to get a salad with it. Make sure you get the blue cheese dressing. A lot of people don't know this. Red Lobster has the best blue cheese on the planet. Make sure you get the tomatoes removed. You don't need to eat tomatoes, but get the blue cheese on the salad. Now, fast forward to your meal. You're going to enjoy your Cajun shrimp Alfredo. You're going to enjoy your shrimp scampi that comes in this big vat of garlic butter. It's really, really good and good for you. Then when that's done for dessert, you ask the waiter, you ask him for another batch of cheddar bay biscuits. They won't say no. They won't say no. You get those cheddar bay biscuits and for dessert, you dip the cheddar bay biscuits in the garlic butter that is left over after the shrimp scampi. Not only good, good for you. And I don't know your financial situation. I can't speak to that. But if you're doing okay money-wise, may I suggest get the mozzarella sticks at Red Lobster? You don't know this. You don't think about it. Because who would think about Red Lobster and mozzarella sticks? Red Lobster has the best mozzarella sticks on the planet. How about that? How about that? We're all learning something today. Seattle's public transit has become unusable due to clouds of meth and fentanyl. So I'd say things are going well. (laughs) Clouds of meth and fentanyl? They're going to write books one day about this country. They will. We're a powerful empire. We have been powerful for long enough. They're going to write books about it. And the state of decay of our major cities while the rest of the country was relatively normal, is going to be something they write about. I'm not, I mean, everyone knows I've flirted, flirted with the criminal element a time or two in my lifetime. I'm not exactly a naive butterfly. I've never even encountered meth or fentanyl. And yet there are places, major U.S. cities in this country, where if you go down and hop on the subway, you're sitting in a meth cloud. That is... Boy, if that isn't just peak communism right there. And you know what sucks about that? Seattle. I went there only one time when I was a kid. The Pacific Northwest in general, actually, Portland, Seattle, lump it all together. Stupid cool. Seattle was at one point such a sweet city. When I uh, flew into Portland, my sister was going to law school up there. When you fly into Portland, if you ever have you fly in over the Columbia River and if it's the right time of year. It's the most beautiful thing you've ever seen in your life. And both those cities have become completely uninhabitable now. And that sucks. Portland should be a beacon. You know, Seattle should be a beacon. You can't, I won't even visit now. I won't even visit. Portland is sweet, or at least could be sweet. But these dirtball communists went and ruined all of our great stuff. It ticks me off. All right. We have headlines I didn't get to. Maybe a couple more emails. There are a lot of headlines. So. Yeah, just, just buckle up for that. I, I do want to repeat what I said earlier in the show, though, about practicing with your weapon. Practicing is what gives you confidence. If you're, if you're feeling vulnerable right now, you're feeling uneasy about what's going on, you own a firearm. Get a Mantis X and practice with it right there in your home. I'll tell you what, I find it to be therapeutic. And no, you, I don't expect you to be in the Delta Force. I practiced for nine hours today. 10 minutes, 20 minutes, pull out, get home from work, pull it out. Attaches right to your weapon, whatever the weapon is. That's what the Marines use. That's what the Army use. It's what the, it's what the Green Berets use. You don't have to fire around. You can practice right there in your home with Mantis X. It's how the pros improve. They'll put you through drills. They'll give you feedback. Go to MantisX.com. That is MantisX.com. The Jesse Kelly Show, final segment of the Jesse Kelly Show. Man, that one that one went by fast. If you want, you can email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. You know how much money it's, it takes to send your child to school at Columbia, Columbia University? It's almost as prestigious as Pima Community College, but it, it costs a lot of money to go there. Right? Maybe you want little Aiden, Jaden, and Brayden to go there. Well, I'm just going to play you a little clip. This is their president. This is
5: outrageous. Where are the armed men who come in to take the protesters away? Where are they? This kind of behavior is never tolerating in Barakwa. You shout like that, they, they put you in jail right away. No trial, no no nothing. Journalists, we have a special jail for journalists. You're stealing, right to jail. You're playing music too loud, right to jail,
2: right away. You're driving too fast, jail. Slow, jail. You undercook fish. <laughs> I'm sorry I can't I can't do it anymore. That's a parody. It's funny. <laughs> it's a hilarious one though. Alright, quit. Focus. All right. Without further ado. And now here's a headline. Go, you know the you know the thing.
3: Headlines we didn't get to. Denmark's
2: Staten's Serum Institute has set up a fact-checking site to counter the spread of disinformation following the country's decision. To lift all COVID restrictions. Would you like to hear what sane countries are doing? What they're, what, what they're calling disinformation? Remember, this is stuff they're now acknowledging as disinformation. You ready? The hospitalization rate for babies and kids are extremely high because of COVID-19. Children can get really sick because of COVID-19. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Everything you've been told by your bankrupt system for the last two years is a lie. New Zealand's PM signals harsher stance on the vaccine protest. Isn't it funny? The Western tyrants, Justin Trudeau, Joe Biden, the this New Zealand PM, the woman. Isn't it funny? They're all signaling that they're going to crack down even harder. This is a standard tyrant playbook. The tyrant isn't looking around and saying to himself, how can I be easy? The tyrant is looking around and saying to himself, who can I hurt to bring these people back to heal? Netherlands to go back to normal. Almost all COVID restrictions will be lifted by February 25th. The health minister announced. Do you know what I think about sometimes? 10 years from now. Let's call it 10 years from now. It'll probably be sooner, but 10 years from now. We're going to be walking around and there will be virtually nobody in masks. Nobody's going to ask your vaccine status. Nobody's going to brag about their vaccine status. All the social distancing tape that's on the floor of your grocery store will be gone. And the COVID restrictions and the damage they did, it'll be in the past. Are we going to remember? Oh, I know we'll remember the restrictions... Are we going to remember how corrupt our system is and how quick they were to lie to us? I don't know. I hope so. I hope so, but I don't know. Headline, judge to dismiss Sarah Palin defamation case against the New York Times. Remember how big Sarah Palin was for a while? No, I don't mean she put on weight. I mean, she was was really, really, really powerful for a long time. She just kind of disappeared. You never hear about her anymore. It's kind of weird. Officer accused of assault, I don't even understand what these words mean. These online words are so odd to me. Prince Andrew settles with sex abuse accuser Virginia Guffrey. Maybe we've all forgotten that Jeffrey Epstein ran an international sex trafficking ring with underage girls and billionaires and politicians, including many here in the United States, were directly tied to it with flight logs and everything. And then Epstein goes to jail awaiting trial. He's supposed to be on suicide watch. The guards all fall asleep and the cameras malfunction. And he wakes up dead the next morning. It is funny how we've just kind of breezed past the fact that the world's elite run these horrible illicit trafficking rings. And nothing happens to them ever. Massachusetts eases indoor mask advisory. The blue states are starting to really, really, really stress the election. That's Massachusetts, New Jersey. These states, God, I just got word LA. LA is getting ready to ease their outdoor mask, outdoor mask requirements, but their outdoor mask requirements are being lifted. Those poll numbers for Democrats must be so inhumanly bad. <laughs> 2022 might be a great time. University apologizes for giving Asian students hell notes considered death threats for the Lunar New Year. Apparently this is the University of Toronto and it was just a mix-up that ended up sending them death threats. I'm sorry, I think that's kind of funny. The cultural stuff that people get wrong is kind of hilarious. Everyone buck up. Everyone's fine. Elon Musk blames fun police for Tesla recall over the fart horn feature? Hold on. There's a fart horn in a Tesla? I might just have. Now, I can't do the electric car thing. And look, here's the thing I can't stop every 250 miles. And I'm definitely not stopping every 250 miles to wait a half hour for this thing to fill up. I'm not doing that ever. When the Kellys road, tri- road trip, again, I got this from my father. You knew in no uncertain terms. You better watch the liquids, Jack, when you hop in the car. It's going to be four or five hours before this car stops again. There are going to be no exceptions. So unless you want to cruise down the highway going wee-wee in a Gatorade bottle, I suggest you put away the water and tough it out. DeSantis Dominant. New poll shows governor way up on three Democratic challengers. Just want to send this message out to everybody in the Republican Party. All you weenies who worry that you can't go too far to the right, we have to appeal to the middle. I know Florida's become this beacon of conservatism now. Florida has been a purple state. Purple. Not red. Purple. And Ron DeSantis gets elected there by a hair, and somehow. Has gained popularity. Govern from the right. Oh, before I forget, too, did you get your Eden thunderstorm yet? No, no, take that back. Did you get your Eden thunderstorms yet? The deal's not going to last forever. They're selling three packs to my listeners at Edenpuredeals.com. The code is Jesse3. This is the thing that finally let me throw away that awful over-the-counter allergy medication I had forever. This thing is miraculous. You should see. You should see the emails I get every single day. Jesse, best thing ever. Jesse bought one for my wife. Jesse, go get a three-pack. EdenPureDeals.com. The code is Jesse three. That's Jesse and the number three. All right. EdenPureDeals.com. Back to the headlines. In search of a better life, thousands of Russians are crossing the Mexican border. To America. Who isn't crossing the Mexican border? Why do we not have a Mexican border? When you talk to these border patrol agents down there, and I I happen to be friends with a ton of these guys, they say it's everywhere. It's every country on earth. It's like the world's open ticket at this point in time. Everyone's just crossing. Oh, and I'm sure there aren't any Russian spies in there at all. It's not like Russia would ever spy on America. Golly, this place. All right. We might have to do a gigantic email roundup at some point in time. Man, are we behind? Maybe we'll do that tomorrow. I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. That's all.
1: The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world.
0: We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets